0: What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Press On Sports. I'm Jack Vita. Today is going to be a very exciting podcast. This is part one of the NFL preview show. So this will be a two-part show. What I did was I talked with Jordan Morandini to great length about the AFC, the NFC, and everything in between with football season coming up. Today is August 24th, 2018. It's a Friday Two weeks before the season starts, we want to get this out early because we will both be busy with Labor Day stuff. So we got this out a couple weeks ahead of time. So some injuries could change our predictions. We will see. But what Jordan and I did was we recorded, we went into great depth on all the divisions and we decided let's split this podcast into two parts. So this is part one. This is me and Jordan talking AFC and if you want to go ahead the nfc one um if it's not out yet it should be out about a day or so later if you're going for afc this will contain everything from the afc champion and our division winners and then you can come back for nfc later on the other side so here we go this is me and jordan let's do this jordan how you doing Jack, how's it going? I'm good, man. I'm happy today. And why is that? Well, it actually has nothing to do with football. <laughs> <laughs> is it because we're
1: recording this on a Friday?
0: Yeah, Fridays are good, but the Cubs just also traded for Daniel Murphy. Your former Philly ace, Cole Hamels, has been the best pitcher for the team over the last month for the Cubs. And I'm feeling the most
1: optimistic I have about this team in a long time. Well, yeah, anytime you can add a guy who comes in and has five outings where I think he's given up a combined, what, three runs, and then (laughs) one of the best, if not the best NL hitter of the past, like, four or five years, Jack, I think I'd feel pretty good about my team as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and hey, you guys are doing pretty well, too, over in Philly. Right
1: there, right there. It's going to be really fun to watch down the
0: stretch. But today we are here to talk football. So let's just go right into it in the AFC, Jordan. And you want to? I'm thinking we start with the AFC North. We go AFC East, South, and West in that order. How does that sound to you? Yep, that'll work. Lead us off, Jack. All right. So, oh, the other part of this preview that I forgot to mention is Jordan and I went through the over/under win totals from Bovada Casino which is an offshore casino that does a lot of these spreads and uh, over-under totals online. So we use that as a frame of reference. We are not encouraging gambling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No way, shape, or form. (laughs) Let's start with the AFC North, and you've got the Steelers at 10.5, which are the clear favorites.
1: My favorite team. What do you think? I think 10.5, to me, is a little bit low for this team, Uh, Jack, just because I think this division plays out to where it's really the Steelers to lose. Um, They have all their key pieces back. Antonio Brown is back. Le'Veon Bell is back. Big Ben is back for another year. Seems like he's been playing forever now. Um, And I think you're going to see this team maybe a little bit hungry after being eliminated in, what, the divisional round last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> you could wait to bring that up. Oh, no, could no you? I was quick, very quick to bring that up. Um, but, yeah, I, I think 10.5 to me seems a little bit low. I see this team, I would think 12 wins would sound about right for this team, Jack. I mean, on paper, yeah. they have one of the more talent, maybe the most talented offense in the NFL. Um, and defensively, you know, this is, last year was a little bit weaker on the defensive end than, you know, Pittsburgh is kind of known for. But I think as long as that offense and all those guys stay healthy, I think they'll be, you know, right back and leading this division. Yeah. And I can I can just see
0: the tabloids right now around week four. The Maybe the Steelers start out one and two or mm-hmm. two and three or something like that. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, it's the end of an era. <laughs> and is it time for this new quarterback they drafted to take the reins? They go through this every year. The Steelers start out slow, and then they string together like a nice five- or six-game win streak. They're hot. They're grooving at the right time of year. And like you said, easy division, so I think they're in pretty good shape.
1: Yeah, and maybe another good thing, Jack, you mentioned slow starts. They do open up at Cleveland, so that's a good way to really open up the season. (laughs) I'm pretty Um, sure the Steelers have lost (laughs) to Cleveland in the first four weeks. They do potentially... You know, divisional games are never overly easy, especially on the road. But they do open up at Cleveland and they play Tampa Bay in their first three as well. Um, so I can see this team getting off to a strong start. Now, schedule-wise, they do have a little bit of a tough schedule. They do head to Jacksonville later in the year. They do play the Pats. Um, they do play the Chargers. They play at Denver. So it's not necessarily the easiest of schedules. Um, but, again, I think this team, Jack, I think they're just too talented on the offensive end. Um to really not be over that 10 and a half mark that Bovada listed them at.
0: Yeah, and I definitely will talk at the end. We'll do our AFC champs and we'll talk about how we think some of these teams may fare in the playoffs. This is a team that as a fan, I'm not overly excited about going into the playoffs because of you've got New England over there who has their number, is a great team, has Tom Brady. But for the regular season, I think they're suited very well. I like them around 11 or 12 wins, I would go over. Yep, I'm right there with you. Over on the Steelers. All right. Uh, Baltimore
1: is at eight, just a straight eight. What do you think? All right. Baltimore's a little bit tough, Jack, because there's a lot of moving pieces <laughs> with them. Um, they drafted Lamar Jackson. You've heard reports that some of their fans want Lamar Jackson to start. This is Joe Flacco's team, I think, at least for one more year unless he suffers an injury throughout the year and then you get Lamar Jackson. Um, But to me, you know, this is a tough team to judge just because on paper, you know, on the offensive end, they're not overly talented. They did sign Michael Crabtree as an interesting piece. Um, Him and John Brown are the receiving core for Flacco. Um, And they have Alex Alex Collins in the backfield. I do believe their cornerback, um jimmy smith i believe he's suspended for the first four games he's their number one cornerback and he's suspended for the first four games due to i think uh peds or something along those lines um so that could be a big loss early in the year i think this team is the second best team in this division jack um what was it eight yeah. and a half? Eight, just eight eight, eight. um dang feels like a push to me i was it? gonna say i think that's pretty <laughs> close to where this team will be at honestly um Again I think the lower half of this division is pretty weak so Baltimore could get some wins there. Um, I think right around I think they'll be right around eight with the current roster they have assembled
0: yeah, I'm with you 100% on anything I just want to throw in the comment that it seems like they never draft their own receivers they just always pick up guys from other teams who are like a couple years past their
1: peak. Yeah, it does seem like that, doesn't it? We so, saw and that. And they're, the, uh, they're still really good players. They're just oh, not. Of course, yeah. We saw that with who? Mike Wallace was one of the past yeah. couple years. Um, yeah, you Anquan right.
0: Bolden was great
1: for that. Anquan Bolden, he, another one. Yep, good call. Um, there was another guy recently
0: they had. I'm blanking on his name. I, I am as well.
1: But yeah, I think this team right around, I think eight wins sounds about right. Um, they're a well coached team. Um, but again,. I don't think the talent really is there for this team to be able to go nine and seven, yeah, or, or yeah. ten and six. You know what it would take to make the postseason. Yeah,
0: I don't see it. I think that's about right. Next up, we have Cincinnati at six and a half, and this is a team, Jordan, that is just crazy to see how, how far they've fallen and how quickly it's happened. Just a couple years ago, so going back 2015, three years ago. I believe they, I don't think they won the division, but they played that game against the Steelers where they just totally blew it. I thought they were going to beat the Steelers. Antonio Brown got concussed, and it was just a really sloppy, sloppy game. I'm sure you remember that. Mm -hmm. And this was a team that at the time people were saying, hey, this could be the most talented team in all of football. Their defense was very good, they had a very good offense. And since then, they've just gone down very quickly. I believe, what they win? Six games last year? Um, Right around there, yeah. Yeah. So now they're back at six and a half, and I think they're going to stick around there. It's amazing to me that Marvin Lewis has still had his job despite being on the hot seat so many times, and (laughs) I I just feel like they need a change at some point.
1: Well, yeah, that's the big thing, Jack, here is It's kind of been said for years, how is he still there? How is he still there? They've had teams that should have gone to the postseason, should have made runs, um, and just didn't. Uh, This team, to me, is still intriguing. I like Joe Mixon in the backfield. I think he's an intriguing running back. I think he's going to have a good year um, and a good fantasy selection along with that, if I can (laughs) throw that in there. Um, And look, they still have A.J. Green, who, to me, is right around a top-five receiver in the game. And he's been that way for a while. I mean, again, this comes down to how far can Andy Dalton take you, though, you know? Yeah. Um, he's a guy who never has really shown that high of a peak. Um, he's kind of just always been an average NFL quarterback. And to have a guy like A.J. Green, they've had a good tight end for a couple of years and Tyler Eifert when he's healthy. Um, you know, this they never have really peaked to the way they should be able to with the offensive weapons that they have. And I think a lot of that falls on Andy Dalton. Um, And then on the defensive side of the ball, again, this is still a talented defense. A lot of the same guys who have been making plays for them the past couple years are still there. I do believe Vontez Burfecht is suspended a couple games to open up this season. Um, And that's at least what his second, maybe third suspension at this point. Um, But six and a half, you know, honestly, Jack, I wouldn't be surprised if this team was a little bit over six and a half. Um, I think they have the ability to go seven and nine, maybe eight and eight. I wouldn't be surprised if them at Baltimore are very similar when it comes to the end of the year win total-wise.
0: Look, I think they have the talent to win 10 or 11, but I don't think they will.
1: (laughs) Is that a coaching issue or just... I
0: I have no idea. I think it's a culture issue. I think Mm -hmm. some of these places like Chicago, which we'll talk about later... And then in the next podcast, some Mm -hmm. of these places, Cleveland, Chicago, Cincinnati, they need a change of culture. And I think it starts at the top Mm -hmm. and you need to just clean house and start over. And this is a team that has gone 25 plus years without winning a game in the playoffs. Yep. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to get over that hump.
1: Yeah. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to do it, honestly, with the current roster and the current quarterback at the helm. Um, and the current coaching staff, honestly, Marvin Lewis has not been able, he has not proven that he can, you know, win the big games in Cincy. Um, so yeah, I think, I do think they get over six and a half, I would say seven to eight wins for this, this roster, the way it's currently assembled. Um, but let's be real. If, if they struggle early, don't be surprised if Marvin Lewis is on the hot seat right away. um and they play three road games out of their first four, including at Carolina and at Atlanta. So it could get ugly for the Bengals early in the year. We'll have to see. Yeah, it could. We will see. I think I had them at
0: under. I had them around six wins, but I don't and think six? there's any. Yeah, I think that's right on the money, right around six and a half. They're going to be six or seven wins. I don't feel strongly one way or another, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're going to be worse than six wins. Vegas
1: always knows, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Or they know how to tease people. So, by the way, a year ago they did. They went seven and nine a year ago. Oh, okay. So, so right around there. I mean, six and a, they have what six and a half this year. So right around there. But that was with the O and sixteen Cleveland Browns in their division. Yeah, I guess I'll go over then. I think, yeah, kind of right around the same year as last year. Yeah, it's it's. I think so. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment.
0: All right, uh, let's get Cleveland out of the way here. <laughs> We've got Cleveland at as. Well, there are two teams that five and a half, and that's the lowest over under total. Mm-hmm. And that's Arizona and Cleveland. It seems like the, each of the last two years, we've been saying, hey, Cleveland is on the up. They <laughs> look like that, you know, to win five or six games, that that's not asking for too much. Apparently, it has been.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh more than too much um <laughs> look I think this team is intriguing though I'm, I'm I'm not gonna say they're gonna come out and really make a playoff push or anything but I hate to say this is the year they finally make the jump to decent relevancy but look I like Tyrod Taylor is kind of a mentor type guy as long as he's good to go he suffered kind of a, a, a wrist injury last night I'm not sure the um but he did come back into that game, so he must be all right. So I, I, I like him as kind of a guy to bridge the gap until Baker Mayfield is officially ready to take the helm. Um, and this team does have some good weapons on offensively, Jack. I thought the Jarvis Landry signing was a good signing. I think yep. he makes a lot of sense. And really, for the quarterbacks they have, too, Jarvis Landry is a guy who runs a lot of short routes, a lot of slants. He gets open. Um, he's not like a deep ball guy, but he, he's able to receive a lot of targets. And I think he fits kind of especially what Tyrod Taylor does, but I think he'll be able to help Baker Mayfield a lot once he finally takes over. Um, They also have Carlos Hyde in the backfield, who was a former Niner, who was a pretty good running back when healthy for them. He's a nice piece. Um, And they drafted who Uh, Nick Chubb. And then um, I like their tight end too. I think David Njoku is another guy. You know, he's had some nice plays in the preseason um he's also i think a sleeper fantasy tight end toss that out there right here um but i I like it there's a lot to like on this offense now will it produce wins I'm, i'm not so sure i think this defense has a while to go before they're at the level that you know they probably should be they drafted denzel ward out of uh ohio state um and i think he can potentially be a playmaker for them he's a corner but um look for the most part what five and a half yeah, uh, ugh. 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 I think under. At yeah, this, I'd I, say I, I think four, four wins, maybe where they end up four and 12. Um, but again, I think this they're not going to go and 16 this year. They're not <laughs> yeah, gonna go I'm going to go out on a
0: limb and say they improve from last year.
1: <laughs> really going out on
0: a limb. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would also say under just based on history. I don't know. It's almost like they're trying to lose all these games. It looks like sometimes. So
1: I, I would also say under on this. Uh, also, key to mention Josh Gordon. Uh, oh, yes. He's supposed to be back. I just read something that he's out for week one for personal reasons. That's Ooh. against the Steelers. That is a huge loss in a week yeah. one game, uh, in a divisional game. I re- he showed up to camp late. I guess he was still getting some personal issues out of the way. Uh, hopefully everything is okay there. I hope he's able to come back and be 100% um at some point early in the season but he's on obviously jack a key piece for this team uh and really really would help out either tyrod taylor or baker mayfield whichever one ends up getting the ball yeah come to think of it they do have a lot of talent Mm -hmm. and
0: could you see any type of 76ers trust the process immediate turnaround where (laughs) where they come just gonna yeah they'll they'll be exciting i don't think they'll ever be a legitimate contender but people will really hop onto them and be like, Oh, trust the process or whatever the Browns saying will be.
1: Uh, yeah. I think that, I think that could make sense, especially if Baker takes over. Yeah. I think Baker kind of has a fan base a little bit. his own yeah, fan does. base. A lot like Johnny Manziel had a fan base when he was coming into the <laughs> league. Um, but Baker a little bit without a little less issues off the field. Um, <laughs> And another story about the Browns I feel like we should probably should mention is they have had Dez Bryant in recently. Um, no deal was done when Des was in there, so I'm not sure if he will end up on this roster. But, Jack, do you think he makes sense here? Do you think he's a good fit? I mean, hey, why not? I, I agree. I think his, <laughs> even if he's the number three with Landry yeah. and Gordon there, I mean, that's a heck of a way. What do you want to do? You want to surround your young quarterback with a lot of options, a lot of good weapons. I mean, there's not there wouldn't be much better of a receiving core in the NFL than Landry Gordon and Des Bryant. I think it makes. There really
0: sense. isn't much of a downside to it, because I if he if he hurts the locker room or whatever, I mean, you went 0 and 16
1: last year. <laughs> like, does it matter that much? No, I just cut him. Sign him to a one year yeah, deal. Exactly. And if he causes the issues, cut him. Yeah, I, th- I think it makes sense. It doesn't sound like there's a deal there. But if there ended up being one, I think it would make a lot of sense for this team.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, they're definitely intriguing. I think they could be a team that's in a lot of close games and maybe starts to peak towards the end of the year and upsets a couple of really, uh, really good teams. I agree.
1: I think so, too. I think five and a half. What do you have here? Yeah, I think I would go four or five. Mm -hmm. I think I think I'm right there with you. Yeah. It's just start hard, it's hard to go it's hard to go for from Owen sixteen to eight and eight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right,
1: let's go over
0: to the AFCE. So I think it's pretty safe to say that the Patriots have this division on lock, and they are at eleven, which I would go
1: over on, but what do you think? Um eleven with this division I'm going over as well. And yeah. at eleven, Jack, they're the number they're the highest uh, over-under, correct, preseason yep. one, Yeah, yeah. So the, they're, at 11 is the highest that Bovada has for an over-under wins. That's interesting to me. I feel like there's always at least one at 12. Um, especially with this division, you would have thought maybe it would have been a little bit higher.
0: Yeah, um, or at least
1: 11 and a half. At, yeah, at least 11 and a half. Um, but, I mean, look, you know, this team... Maybe they're counting on a Brady small decline. <laughs> Will it ever happen? Um, maybe they're counting on the defense not being overly good. They did lose. They, they got McDaniels back offensively, correct, but lost Patricia, Patricia, their defensive yep. coordinator, to the Lions. The Lions, yes, thank you. Um, so maybe they think the defense won't be overly good. Pat's defense really isn't ever overly good, ever overly dominant. Um, a lot of times it's the offense that carries this team. I think it'll be, it able to, hasn't been in about like about 15 yeah, yeah, years yeah, yeah, ago. Exactly. They had a great defense. Yeah, 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 exactly. The um, NFL
0: has changed and they've adapted to be a team
1: that just puts up a lot of points. Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, this is going to be a team without Julian Edelman, who I guess is the number one receiver in this offense, but they go out and sign Eric Decker who potentially can run that exact same role just as well as <laughs> Edelman. Um, <laughs> And I would think, say he has the makeup of a classic Patriots receiver. I thought the signing made so much sense <laughs> right <laughs> when I think the Titans were the ones that didn't re-sign, yeah, the Titans were the ones that didn't re-sign him. Um I thought it made a lot of sense that he was going to end up here and he did. I Brandon think, Cooks is gone. Brandon Cooks is gone, but I mean not that they go out and sign Cordero Patterson, who's a guy Jack, Ooh. you probably know overly well yeah. <laughs> from his small successful stint in Minnesota um he's a deep ball target who yep. could fill that same exact role that um special teams yeah uh, beast yep like the, the uh, cooks did so I, look i don't think this offense is going to miss a beat even without element in the first four weeks i think they're over 11
0: yeah and then what <laughs> what intrigues you about the rest of this division i would say i don't have really anything else to add on the patriots because i'm sure we're going to talk about them later the team that i'm The most intrigued by myself, I would say, is Buffalo because they have a rookie quarterback, Josh Allen, has apparently looked good, pretty good in preseason. I don't watch a whole lot of preseason,
1: but that's the word on the street. Have you gotten a chance to watch him? I haven't watched him. I've also heard. I mean, he's been you know pretty solid for a rookie in preseason. Yes. Um, I think the key story with this team, Jack, is whether Lashawn McCoy. You know, he had that legal thing pop up over the offseason there hasn't really come to a verdict I don't think of that Um, he's he's the key to this offense without him they don't really have very many weapons Um, so I think a key piece is whether LaShawn McCoy is able to stay on the field whether it be legal or whether it be health because I know he's already banged up a little bit preseason he's questionable for week one Um, so that's kind of the intriguing thing for me plus AJ McCarron's in the mix. I think he avoided the whatever they thought he had that was going to make him miss week one. So he's questionable for week one at this point. I think it was a they said hairline fracture or something in his shoulder. Supposedly, I think he avoided that. I think he's okay. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. I guess I'm with you there in in which one of those two comes out and starts. But I think LaShawn McCoy is kind of the key Buffalo wise um, to stay on the field for them to kind of be able to win some games. Well, you also got Nathan Peterman in the mix, too, <laughs> who came in against your Jaguars and he, he converted on the fourth down. He converted on a fourth down and then threw the game-ending pick to James. Well, Shanti. that was not a pick, by the way. Oh, uh, uh, That was debatable. Uh, I, thought he, I thought he had it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what was Buffalo at when loss-wise? On? I think they won. Oh, no, well, last on. year
0: they won nine games, and this year they're <laughs> at six. And this is a team that I don't really know what they're going for because it seemed like going in. Yeah. It seemed like last year going into the year, they were trying to tank Mm -hmm. and then they were, they were really good and they had a good defense and they let go of Tyrod Taylor. So I think they're not trying to make the playoffs because Tyrod Taylor is a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. But like I said, the thing that intrigues me the most about Josh Allen is he's an FCS quarterback. He, like just like Wentz recently from that same region he's from Wyoming Wentz is from the Dakotas I think that's pretty cool so we didn't get to see a whole lot of them either of those guys Wentz has turned out it's natural for people to say oh he could be Bunce we will see but Mm -hmm. he's a guy that I'm intrigued to see whenever he's able to get on the field yeah I agree with that what are the Jets and Dolphins over unders
1: uh the Jets are also at six, and the Dolphins are six and a half. So they have Miami, according to this, being the second-best team in this division? Uh, according to yeah, over sure. Would Sure. That's yeah, all yeah, you're going yeah, yeah, yeah. off of. Would you agree with that? You think Miami has, has a good chance to be second-best team in this division? I would say
0: Miami and Buffalo are pretty even. They both have good defenses, and...
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you would say the Jets are the weak link in this yes, division. <laughs> yes, I would. You don't believe in Sam Darnold? I think he I think he could be solid in the long
0: term, but mm-hmm. I don't think he it's gonna be a quick turnaround with the Jets. Yeah, I think he
1: is he's expected to be their starter, I think. Yes,
0: I believe so. He's poor he, Josh McCown. He was great last yeah, year. Yeah, poor
1: Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater is <laughs> deep yeah. on that depth chart. The Jets, it's what, six, I think around there makes sense they're saying that this division right now is literally the patriots at 11 and winning this division by five games um (laughs) i think that does make sense i think apart from new england this is a really weak division of course these teams are going to pick up some wins because they all have to play each other um i i would say miami probably to me is the second best team in this division um just because i think i trust ryan Tannehill over the options that these other guys are going with i don't trust rookie quarterbacks whether Josh Allen or really A.J. McCarron handles the QB duties in Buffalo. Um, and then if Darnold's the starter in the uh, in New York, I kind of expect Tannehill to be the best option here of those three. Okay. And it's a quarterback-led league. Um, I like a lot of their pieces, too. I think Kenyon Drake is a good option, running back. Yeah. They signed Frank Gore, who quietly has you know, produced, produced, <laughs> yeah. produced year in, year out. Um, and they did lose uh, Landry, but... This could be the year where Devontae Parker kind of breaks out. And Kenny yeah. Stills now into that number two role. They have Amandol over the middle. I like a lot offensively for this team. Um, so I do think that... I think I would say the Dolphins, what do they have them at? Six and a half. Yep. Um, I would have them at seven and nine at least. I would go over on them. The other two at six. Um, I think the Bills probably right around there. And the Jets under six. Okay. I actually...
0: I have the Bills over six. Okay. So I have them at maybe seven wins. Mm-hmm. and I could see that. Yeah, the thing with the Dolphins that I am not sure on, there are the questions about quarterback and Tannehill's health. Um, I'm going to miss watching Jay Cutler this year. He was fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> he's always
1: he's a always great character. He might not yeah. be winning, but he's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, and
0: you always have the best memes with him and yeah. Yeah. whatnot. But I think... They just lost Ndamukong Su. Mm -hmm. It's weird. What they do is they always seem to overpay guys, and then they just give them up for nothing. And my prediction is that they're going to be the team that scoops up Le'Veon
1: Bell next year. Oh, please don't have Le'Veon Bell go to Miami. That would be a fantasy (laughs) owner's nightmare. (laughs) You want Le'Veon in a high-powered offense. (laughs) And I
0: also want to say Frank Gore going back to Miami Mm because he plays college ball in Miami. That's pretty cool. Yeah intriguing but
1: i have them under six and a half
0: okay but i think those teams are both in that six seven win range
1: yeah i would i would i would say under new england really all three of those teams i could kind of go anyway i have the jets under six though i think they're gonna be a four yeah. four win team i have them there as well under six okay
0: all right afc south your division <laughs> i'm gonna let you take the wheel here go wherever you want
1: all right um well first off it feels good to be a Jaguar fan to the point where I can actually go into a season looking forward to us being considered a favorite. <laughs> this It's been a long time, Jack. Yeah, it's been about um, 10 years. Yeah, it has been a long time, uh, really since the Brunel and Fred Taylor days where this team has kind of really been considered David Gerrard and MJD there for a little bit. But yeah. look, I think this is one of the better divisions in football when you look from top to bottom. Um, I think... I would agree. And I would say, let me preference this first it has been one of the worst divisions in football for a while as well so a yes. lot of these teams have had high picks for a good amount of years now <laughs> yeah and it's finally starting to pay off i think the key here one andrew luck's back so that automatically as long as andrew luck's back of course you know he's expected to be good to go so as long as he's back you have to say that makes the colts a lot better yeah um, and makes them kind of a threat um maybe not to make the playoffs but definitely win a lot of you know win a good chunk of games they're an enigma
0: to me i could see them going anywhere from like four wins or 11 wins and is that
1: is that the andrew luck factor essentially
0: yeah Mm and what's his health yeah how And I've never been crazy about the Colts in the past, but I really do think they could have a quick turnaround if luck is healthy. Mm -hmm. Because look at what the history with the team has been when they have a quarterback versus when they don't have a quarterback. And Jacoby Brissett is actually pretty decent as a backup. I like him. However, I would say I think they could be anywhere from four wins to 11 wins, (laughs) so I would average that out to seven.
1: (laughs) That is quite the potentially here or potentially here i i get it though and i think that is kind of the andrew luck factor the thing that to me that about the colts is is apart from andrew luck you have a premier player in ty hilton a receiver but really apart from that you don't have very many top tier guys this is a it's a very weak roster overall apart from really luck and ty hilton to me Um, So that's where it's hard for me to really say that this team is going to be a real threat in what I think is going to be a good division. I think this division is going to beat up on each other a good chunk. Let's move to Houston. Um, Okay. They're very intriguing. Uh, I think Bovada has them listed at, what, eight and a half? Nine. Yes, they do. Eight and a half. half. Okay. And they have the Jags listed at nine and the Titans listed at eight. So they think this is going to be a really, really tight division. I agree. I think it's going to be a really tough division. Um, And Houston, I think, maybe upside-wise, they have as high of upside as any of these teams, I think, just because if Deshaun Watson can play the way he was playing last year, this is going to be the best team in this division, most likely, as long as he's able to stay healthy. DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in this division. Yep. Yep. And, you know, that's a that's a big piece because there's some good corners in this division. Jalen Ramsey for the Jags. Yes. Malcolm Butler now for the Titans. Um, And to have a guy like Hopkins who can he can beat those guys, he can make plays against those guys. Um, I think that's crucial. Whereas you look at some other teams, you know, they go against a Ramsey. They go against a guy like Malcolm Butler. They're not able to do much. I think Hopkins is a guy who can have good games against these top tier corners. Um, And look, the Houston Texans defense—it's always been intriguing. Can J.J. Watt stay healthy? Obviously, that is a huge factor. He hasn't really been able to. They've always had Clowney there too, who, while maybe hasn't lived up to the ultimate hype of what maybe people thought he was going to be, he's still a guy off or defensive or offensively that you always have to keep an eye out for. And I love the signing of Tyron Matthew Jack over the yes. offseason. season. He's a free safety. He's a guy. Honey badger. A honey badger um okay. he was a great player in arizona yes they got him for pretty cheap um i think what he suffered an injury or something and i think that's yeah. kind of why he was as cheap as he was but look i think he's a i thought that was a great pickup for them so this team really you know you look talent wise they've got as much top tier talent as any team in this division
0: yeah i would say so houston is my division winner okay i have them over eight and a half mm-hmm. for the reason of I think they're a risky team. I would not feel comfortable if I was actually putting money on this. But uh, as you mentioned, they do have the highest upside. They have a very high upside. I'm a big believer in Deshaun Watson. I thought the Bears were crazy to pass him up last
1: year. And I think he's... I think he's the key, Jack. (laughs) I think he's the key. I think if he's able to play play at a really high level, they're going to be tough to beat in this division. Look, I watched that... Uh, 2017
0: whatever ch- national championship yep. game with you and we saw him go down the field back-to-back game-winning drives essentially the second mm-hmm. one was a game-winning drive and i'm like against alabama's defense what is is there a better simulation for a prospective quarterback <laughs> i don't think there is no. and i i thought with the state with everything on the line he was amazing now what is he gonna be coming back from injury? He's still young. He's had two different knee injuries. I think I think he's hurt both of his knees.
1: Yeah, yeah. At least he definitely has one ACL I know. I'm not sure if he tore the other as well. Yeah. But I'm a big believer in him. I also think
0: Hopkins is a top five receiver mm-hmm. and I have high hopes for this team. Even if
1: Watt is hurt, they've done that defense has done well without Watt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, they're very intriguing. Um, let's move to Tennessee, and then I'll finish with the Jags. Go I think, for it. I think Tennessee to me is another very intriguing team because you know quietly they put together a really good year last year. Um, they ended up nine and seven. They got into the playoffs, and then they beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Um, and really, that roster. You know, you look at Tennessee's roster, and you're like, eh, You know, the, this team doesn't have the the top tier guys that some of these other teams have. I think Derrick Henry is going to be great for them. Um, and they let go of Demarco Murray, so they swapped backfield a little bit. So they're giving Henry the the go here as their number one. But I thought a great signing was Deion Lewis. They signed him from the Pats. He's, you know, he's had some injuries over his career. He's getting older a little bit, but I do think he's good for the pass game. And um, yes. maybe where Henry wouldn't be as much effective. So I think Deion Lewis makes a lot of sense for him for for them. I think you'll see him in a lot of third down situations. The key, I think, really for the Titans is. You know how can Mar- 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 Mariota be good? Because last yeah. year, you know, they went nine and seven, and he really was not a good quarterback for a majority of that year. He had more picks than touchdowns. Um, third, only thirteen touchdowns, fifteen picks. That's not a good year out of a QB. Um, and look, I, I know he doesn't have really the targets that some of these other teams have. This is when you look at the Titans, and I'm going to say the same exact thing about the Jags. When you look at the receiving cores, it's two of the weakest receiving cores in the league. I think. Mm um Corey davis is listed as the titans number one he's an intriguing young guy but we haven't seen anything at the nfl level um and they do do have, do have delaney walker as the tight end um but to me this is a team what, what is it eight they have them at eight i think eight makes a lot of sense i think they'll be right around eight to nine wins yeah i would agree
0: i have them slightly over mm-hmm. but i don't think i don't have that i don't think they have as high an upside as a team like houston does i agree uh are you a Mariota believer uh he's okay <laughs> <laughs> he's okay yeah respectable i like respectable. he's a likable guy yeah and he's a very likable guy um he's so yeah, fun, think, he can put together some exciting plays when he caught his own touchdown pass mm-hmm. but and I mean, they have a new coaching staff yeah they do they got Which, rid of mike, mike Martin, vrabel
1: and yeah vrabel is now the yeah
0: exactly yeah they should have hired mike jones <laughs> I'm not sure Do you get that reference, no, by the way I missed it.
1: That was a fake okay. laugh 100. All
0: right. <laughs> all right, so there was a joke about how they hire all these coaches named Mike. Mm-hmm. And in that uh, 99 Super Bowl, I think it was it was a 98 or 99, the greatest show on turf. yep there was that play where McNair is driving and he throws the underpass. I think it was to Kevin Dyson. And he's just stopped right before the goal line. And this guy, Mike Jones, on the Rams made the game saving tackle. And he's wow. been immortalized as this legend who kept <laughs> the Titans from winning a Super Bowl. So I was saying if they had hired the correct Mike. Oh,
1: you're playing games with him.
0: <laughs> yeah. If they picked Mike Jones, maybe they'd win the Super Bowl. <laughs> ah, I see the reference.
1: Reverse now. the curse. I see the reference now. Um, I did. We, before we move to my Jags. Connor Ennis sent in this question Jack and I'm gonna let you have it okay what kind of year do you think Derrick Henry will have I like Derrick Henry a lot
0: I last year I had DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry on my fantasy team Mm. because you got to have that handcuff yeah Yeah,
1: crucial and I was
0: I was on auto pick I didn't pick (laughs) but I I got Derrick Henry as my I because you got to have your handcuff and I so I I was paying attention quite a bit to those running backs last year and I think Henry gave – he had a higher upside than Murray did last year. What yeah. do you
1: think? Yeah, when given the ball, when given the opportunity, yeah. down the stretch of the year last year, he was really good, except in that postseason game against New England yeah. where they absolutely took him out of the game. Um, I think he has a good year too. Honestly, I think he's the second-best running back in this division behind Fournette.
0: Yeah.
1: Cause I don't. Yeah, I, I agree. As good as – I mean, Lamar Miller, he's a solid piece for Houston. I think Henry's yeah. going to have a better year. Um, and in Indy, I think they have like Marlon back listed as their starting running back. Um, <laughs> and, you know, a running back could have success if Andrew Luck's throwing the ball really well because they won't be able to stack the box or anything. But um, I, I would say Henry is the second best running back heading into this year for this for yeah. this division. For the division,
0: I would agree. Yeah. I You mentioned he didn't get a whole lot of touches early on he started to later in the year but Mm -hmm. i saw a lot of games where i would tune over and i'd watch the end i feel like we saw a lot of titans games at the end where they'd be like oh we're gonna tune over to see tennessee and indy (laughs) and be like oh great yeah i really care about those teams but i'd see a lot of uh derrick henry he'd come in on third down he'd have a nine nine yard run so it'd be like a third and five he had a nine yard run and then he'd go back to the bench and he, he I think he could
1: have a great year. Yeah, I think he's going to have a good year, too. Um, and then let's go to Jacksonville. Again, I, I come into this year really with high expectations for the first time in a long time. Last year was really wild in the fact that really nobody, I mean, people thought the Jags may make a push, but definitely not get to the AFC Championship game the way they were able to. Um, I think the key here is the offense. I think the defense, while I don't think it will be as good as it was last year. I think it's still gonna be one of the top ones in the league. They didn't lose anybody, Jack, really. They have yeah. all the key pieces back. Um and I think Yannick Nagatque, that's a name you need to look out for. He's a their defensive end, had double digit sacks last year. Oh, Calais Campbell gets a lot of the love on this line. I think Nagakwe is as good and might have, you know, a really, really good season this year for the Jags. And they of course have those those two elite corners in Ramsey and Bouillet. Um so I really I think the defense will be maybe not as good as it was last year, but pretty dang close. Um Yeah. I think the key here is this offense. They can be able to put up enough points, look Bortles. He had a pretty good year last year, 21 touchdowns, 13 picks, um, and played really, really well when it came to the postseason, especially in Pittsburgh. Um <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. Silence I'm, on I'm good to try, yeah, silence
1: on Jack. Silence on uh they did didn't a little, have a comeback already. Yeah, I, I figured. They did a really nice job, too. Uh, kind of unexpected, um, but they ended up signing Andrew Norwell out of Carolina. Um, he's an all-pro guard and did not allow a sack last season. Jags were able to add him in the offseason. I don't know how the Jags always seem to have money, but they pulled him off as well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um so I thought that was quietly a very good signing. I think Fournette has another really good year. But again, the passing game is the key for this team, Jack. You know, can Blake yeah. win games? Uh, can the receivers make enough plays? It's not a overly intriguing receiving core. Marquise Lee, Keelan Cole, who had a good year last year, Dede Westbrook, who was Baker Mayfield's target two years ago. Um Dante Moncrief was a guy they signed in the offseason. He was a former Indianapolis Colt. It's really going to come down. I think the peak of this team is going to come down to how good Bortles is in this passing game. Is but I still think the Jags with that defense, I think they're good enough to win a division. I think Bovada had them at nine. Yes. I mean, I've read a lot of stories that think the Jags have Super Bowl potential out of the AFC. Um, I would say above nine. I would be surprised if this team didn't at least go nine and seven. And I, I think they'll be at least eleven and five. Okay, I have them at ten and six. Would 10. be my guess. Yep.
0: I do think that there's going to be a little more pressure this year, and they're going to have to respond to it well. I'm with you on the concerns of the passing game and also the division just
1: overall being better. Yep. See, that's the I think the key. it's going to be tough. Yeah, I think that's the key. And they're playing a first place schedule now, along with them. Yep. So I want to ask you, because I know
0: a lot of people were like, hey, maybe Jacksonville will get in on Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. and or and there are a lot of other good quarterbacks out on the market. You could look at Case Keenum, uh, Tyrod Taylor, Alex Smith. So there are a lot of guys who've won. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in the camp of oh man, Bortles is the worst. <laughs> I just think if you want to win a Super Bowl, you might need a quarterback who's better than Blake
1: Bortles. Apart from Kirk Cousins, I really didn't. I didn't see the need to make the move. Um, you said Case Keenum. I don't think that's really an upgrade from Bortles. Um, Alex Smith probably, but really only for maybe a year or yeah. two more. You know, yeah. Um, to me, I look. I think I think Blake kind of fits what they like to do offensively because this is a run-heavy offense, um, and it's always going to be. That's the way they want to play. They want to run the football. Um, And, you know, he's a kind of he's turned into, quietly, Jack, a little bit of a running quarterback. You saw that a little bit in last year's postseason. They started to use him a little bit more. Yep. He has that ability, too, which quietly is a big part of his game. Um, If it wasn't going to be Cousins and I I was a little nervous giving Cousins as much money as they were going to have to give him given sign Blake to a really team friendly deal. Um, It was only like 18 mil or something. Whereas Cousins is making what, near 30. Um, yeah, 27, I think. And you got to look at this defense, Jack. A lot of these young guys, they're going to need contracts soon. Jalen Ramsey's going to need a contract. You know, Telvin Smith, the stud linebacker, is going to need a contract. I think to the best possible, for them to give them the best possible opportunity to win, I think it made sense that they paid Blake what they did over paying maybe Cousins that much and definitely not paying, you know, Keenum or Alex Smith. Okay. I, I mean, I.
0: I see where you're coming from. I just I don't know if they can win with Bortles.
1: And I'll tell you what, they were one possession away, Jack, last year from playing on a Super Bowl with Blake Bortles. They they were. But we I guess you're betting on Bortles to repeat ride that high (laughs) and keep going on that. Which he could. Yeah, Yeah, he could. And he had a fantastic postseason last year. He did. Yeah, which I think is a, I think that was pretty much what sealed the deal with him coming back. And if he would have struggled in the postseason again last year, I'm not sure he'd be the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jags. Yeah. But Despite the fact that
0: they were so close, it did feel like when I was watching some of the games with where they were holding off my Steelers and when they were playing New England, that they were somewhat limited in terms of what they could do offensively. And,
1: and I think part of that was the play calling. Honestly, you saw them do really well offensively. Uh, in that first half against New England. And then yeah. I think they got too passive. And I think I think they learned from their mistakes. I don't know if you saw the Eagles coach came out and said, we kind of took notes from what Jacksonville did. We didn't take our foot off the gas. So I think, in a way, it was the play calling in the second half, a little too conservative. Um, but, yeah, I, I would agree with your assessment. I think at times they weren't able to do probably as much as they should have.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, we both like them over nine. Mm-hmm. You ready for the AFC West? Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. You lead the way for this one. I did a lot of talking for the South. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I just want to say what team I like the most. Do you want to guess? I'm going to say the Chargers. No. Ooh. It's a team that I've been sticking with. I'm sticking with. Oakland? Yes. And why is that? Okay. First of all, can I just defend Gruden real quickly? Oh yeah. You are a big Gruden guy. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love him as a character, yep, 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 yep. but here's the thing. I think the whole Gruden is overrated has become a certified freezing cold take. Mm-hmm. You th- do you think so? I mean, it seems like every that yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think that's over, like a mean, hot take at all. I don't mean he's overrated as a coach. I think they're. Yeah, I think everyone's like, oh, he's just overrated. And it's like, no, I don't think he's overrated. I think people know him are able to separate him as he's a great character who is a great broadcaster. I don't think that made people think, oh my gosh, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's a good coach. Yeah, I think he's a good coach as well. Here's my defense of Gruden. You could say whatever you want about if he got overpaid or whatever. First of all, if you wanted to get Gruden, you were going to have to overpay him because he was making six million a year. (laughs) And he had a great gig. Oh, 100%. I think he loved his gig too. Yeah, he did. And you he's still, even despite the fact that he was not having to work as much, he's still a guy who would wake up at like 4.30 in the morning and just like overly prepare for those games and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought
1: he was great at it. Fantastic. Fant- I thought he was one of my favorite football, like guy football broadcasters in terms of analysts. I thought he was phenomenal.
0: Yeah. And like, basically, I think the way Monday Night Football hasn't had the same amount of excitement to it in recent years in terms of compared to when we were kids, Jordan, Monday Night Football with Al Michaels and John Madden was the primetime event. And now that shifted over to Sunday night. Mm -hmm. And then you could chalk that up to a lot of different things. Maybe you have Thursday night and people are just more tired out by the end of Sunday. Maybe. But for me, I wouldn't watch Monday night because I'm like, oh, I really want to watch the Ravens and the Broncos tonight. I want to see Gruden. I just want to (laughs) listen to him analyze stuff and just be funny and silly. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of
1: what has to do with the Monday night maybe struggles too, Jack, is a lot of times there aren't overly good games on Monday nights. It seems like Sunday nights, the big (laughs) Sunday night seems to get a lot of the prime time, the big time games. You see Pittsburgh playing a lot of Sunday night games. I think Pittsburgh and Jacksonville this year is on Sunday night. Um, and, And it seems like... You know, the Monday night games, it's always kind of a snooze fest. You, see, you get like I think you mentioned like you'll get like a random like Buffalo Baltimore game or something like that on Monday night more so than you get the big games um, that you get on those Sunday nights. I think I mixed that up Monday night.
0: Yeah. And
1: so here
0: now I'm going to defend Gruden as a coach. They did have to overpay for him if they wanted him. Mm-hmm. I think that's common. And I, the, they're not there's no shortage of money. They have no salary cap for coaches. Secondly, everyone wants to say, okay, he inherited a great defense when he came over to Tampa in 2002, they won the Super Bowl. And he did. But I want to talk about a couple of things. First of all, what would you say, Jordan, is the most valuable asset in a quarterback? Or, or Sorry, I just I just gave you the answer uh, <laughs> to, a, to a coach today. I would say
1: is to be able to work well with young quarterbacks, right? Yeah, 100%. Given how many young quarterbacks that we have playing in the league consistently, 100%. That's what
0: everyone wants. Everyone wants to find the next Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bears just went. They went after and they got Matt Nagy to work with Mitch Trubisky. Yep. So you you got a guy who's won before. He won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson as the quarterback. <laughs> and then I want to talk about what happened after a lot of those guys on the defense moved on a few years later. Warren Sapp retired. Derek Brooks moved on. And John Lynch went over to the Broncos. And in 2005, they won 11 games with Chris Sims as their starting quarterback. So what does that tell you about how he can win with quarterbacks in He's this a good league? He's is a good coach. Which is what everyone needs, and I think that's what Oakland needs. Yeah, I think you laid it out pretty well. And Derek Carr kind of had a down year last year as well. He also broke his back yes. and came back to
1: work two weeks later. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would be out on the couch for three months. <laughs> yeah, and the Raiders, I mean, they were one of the more disappointing teams last year overall. They were 6-10, and yeah. ten. and that yep. was a team that— a lot I think a lot expected to win that division heading yeah. in. So, yeah, I think the I think the coaching change made sense. I think Gruden makes a lot of sense for this team. He fits history kind of the, with the organization. I was going to say fits the mold of Oakland <laughs> yeah. and the thought behind the organization. I mean, look, he's inheriting here a ty- a very talented team. Yeah. Um they signed Jordy Nelson. Look, is Jordy done? He could be, <laughs> but I think he's another playmaker. No really excuse, I don't think, for Derek Carr with the weapons he's got. Jared Cook's a good athletic tight end. They also went out and signed Martavis Bryant, your boy from Pittsburgh. Maybe not your boy, Jack, but, <laughs> but from Pittsburgh. And they still have Amari Cooper there. I mean, Derek Carr is surrounded yeah. kind of with some serious weapons, so really there's no excuse for Carr. This should be a very good offense. Um, and I think defensively it's an overall pretty talented team too. Raiders should be a good team, and I, I kind of get why you're rolling with them. I'll tell you what, man. That guy, (laughs) car. I got a car here.
0: I'm gonna drive him all the way to Atlanta, where the Super Bowl is, man.
1: What's their over under at? They are at eight. I would go over. Yeah, I think I'd go nine. I think nine and seven. Okay. I think I would go eleven and five. Wow. Okay. So you think you think this is gonna be one of the best teams in the AFC?
0: Yes. Okay. That is, I have to pick one of these teams, and I'm having a really tough time. Actually, yeah, I have them winning the division, Mm -hmm. and then I've got Kansas City
1: getting a wild card. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I have a very different approach here. I have the Chargers winning the division. What is their Bovada over under set at? Nine and a half. Oh, my. So they're big on the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am too. I think this is the most talented team up and down in this division. I love the defense first. I love their defense. Um, I just th- they signed der- or they drafted Derwin James. I thought was a great pick. I was kind of hoping he would somehow fall to the Jags. Um, and they've got premier players at a couple defensive, pos- crucial defensive positions. Casey Hayward is one of the best corners in the league. And Joey Bosa is one of the best um, pass rushers in the league. Two crucial defensive positions they've got studs at. I think... I think up and down this team, Jack, is just a very talented team. Um, they're a team I wouldn't really want to have to play. Phillip Rivers, yeah. you know, quietly, he's always just been very solid, very good. Um, I think he, he puts together another great year. And Melvin Gordon has turned into, you know, he had one down year there in the middle, I think. But he's turned into, you know, one of the better running backs. I think back-to-back years now he's been right around a 1,000 yards. Um, and he does, a, he does good goal, goal line work as well. Um, and they do have a stud receiver in Keelan Allen. So I think this team up and down is very, very talented. Um, I'm just kind of surprised Bovada is that high on them. Nine and a half yeah. is big. I mean, that, that, that yeah. pretty much is saying that they expect them to win a division. What do they have Kansas City and Denver at? Kansas City is at eight and a half. Okay. And Denver is at seven. And I went over on all these teams except the Chargers. So they have essentially they think Kansas City is really not going to miss too much of a beat with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then Denver was the team where Case Keenum ended up. Yeah. I think the Chargers win this division, but, I mean, nine and a half, I think maybe they win the division at 10 and six. Yeah. I would say right there, right nine, I would say 10 and six Chargers, nine and seven Oakland. I don't think Kansas City is going to be as good as Bovada thinks here. I think they will be, you know, eight and eight, seven and nine. Um, And I'm not a Case Keenum believer. I don't know if you are, Jack. I like Keenum. Okay, I, I just—I think he benefited greatly from the phenomenal defense Vikings had um, and some really good targets, really, in Minnesota. Yeah. However, he does now have Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, who are two— And a very good defense with Denver. He does have a good you. defense, yeah, he does. Um, but I, I just—I can't, I can't see them winning— what do they have? Eight, eight games. Seven. I think seven's right on the money. I think seven and nine ish. I think this is a good division, up and down though. Yeah. I don't think there's a bad team, like a, a really bad team in this division. Denver
0: won like four or five games last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't think like I I've been down on them the last couple of years. I'm actually up on them this year. I think they'll be. 500 maybe a little over 500 i like keenum i thought he did a great job he played like an mvp candidate and they've had big time quarterback issues over the last few years and you can i'm not saying oh my gosh case keenum is a franchise <laughs> super bowl winning quarterback yep. but i think he's a step up from what they've had in the past and i mean there's Let's a, not saying much
1: lot, <laughs> Yeah, but, but I mean, no, no, I understand. Yeah,
0: I think he has a chance to show this year that last year wasn't a fluke. And I think
1: he I think he could uh, surprise some people this year. So how do you think this division ends up then? Because you have the chi- you said you have the Chiefs as a wild card, right? Yeah, the reason why is I've
0: been low on the Chiefs the last couple of years. I've been ready to write them off. I want to give credit to Andy Reid because I yeah. think he's a great offensive coach who keeps adapting and i'm just going to trust his judgment on patrick mahomes i think he's going to be I mean, alex smith was great for them last year and i think alex smith is also going to be good for washington this year but i think i think they're going to be okay i would have them probably around 9 and 7 10 and 6 as the wild card team
1: i'll tell you what what you exactly what you want to do with a rookie quarterback is surround him with a ton of weapons yes and that's exactly what this team's doing kareem hunt at running back Tyreek Hill. Yep. they went out and signed sammy watkins which quietly could be a great deal because as a no you know watkins has never really fulfilled the number one gig mm-hmm. but if he's a number two and he's getting number two cornerbacks on him it's a whole different game True. and of course and of course another great thing what's one of the biggest keys you can have for a young quarterback a really good tight end a guy they yep. can trust over the middle that's travis kelsey so i'll tell you what. They, yes, sir. Whether or not Mahomes turns out to be really good, he definitely has the weapons around him to succeed. Yep. I think that's it for the AFC, isn't it? It is, I believe, yeah. All right. So for the AFC,
0: Jordan, who do you have as the... Oh, also I should mention our wild card. So I have Kansas City and Jacksonville. Who do you have? I have Houston and Oakland, I believe. Okay, so we have all of the same playoff teams, save for we differ on the Chargers versus the
1: Chiefs. I will say this, though. I would not be surprised if the in the AFC South, if the wild card were to end up being both Houston and Tennessee. I think Tennessee and Oakland for that final spot, I think both of them are going to be right there, whether it's at nine wins. Yeah. I think it. I think that division, that AFC South division, apart from the Colts, I think it's going to have three teams with at least eight-plus wins.
0: Yeah, I would say the same for the West. I think you could have it go either way. Mm-hmm. I think you could have one team out of the AFC South and then three out of the West or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I, I don't
1: think we're going to see any wild cards from the other two divisions. I, yeah, I don't think so either. So really, it'll come down. to, I think tiebreakers in in a way when it comes down to it for like whether it's the Titans, whether it's Houston or Oakland, and maybe Kansas City in the West. Yeah. So who do you have as your AFC champion? My AFC
0: champion. Is there a kryptonite to New England? Is it the is it the Jags? I think
1: they're the only team that can beat that New England. If the Steelers can get it home. That's the. I, that's what I was going to say. Especially, yeah. it really depends on that. Yeah. Um. If New England's able to secure home field advantage throughout the ASC playoff, it's going to be really tough Yep. for one of these teams. But if the Jags are, if they somehow or if the Steelers are, which they could take advantage of that kind of overall weak division and they get home field, then I think it's a different story.
0: Yeah, I think you could be seeing New England at like 13 and 3, though. And see, that's, that's the, the scary part.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and in a playoffs through New England, I don't think anybody beats them, sadly. <laughs> All right. So we're both we both have a, the Patriots. Yeah. Sadly. So that does it
0: for my conversation on the AFC with Jordan. Check back later for the B-side of this podcast where we go into the NFC and give our Super Bowl picks. If you like this podcast, go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you get your podcast. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, also, don't be shy. Give us a review on iTunes. We don't have any yet. It'd be great to get some so other people can find out about the podcast. If you subscribe, you will never miss an episode, and you'll always know when there is fresh content available. Tweet me at velvita 7 That's at V-E-L-L-V-I-T-A-7. Tell me your thoughts, who you've got in the AFC. What do you think of my picks so far? I look forward to having conversation with you all on social media. I really enjoy connecting and interacting with the listeners. So be sure to do that. A special thanks to Jordan for joining me today. That's it for today's episode. Bring in the Dancing Lobsters.